Start by reviewing the year you had in 2023. What were your big wins? What felt hard? Where do you need to improve? And then I want you to think about what you want to focus on in 2024. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to Online Marketing Made Easy. We are nearing the end of the year. I hope you've been taking some much needed rest and recovery time while spending it with your family and friends. That's my hope for you. Because with just four days left, so when this episode airs, we've got four days left in 2023. I hope that you're feeling prepared to operate your business in a strategic way come January 1st. I love a new year. I love starting over. I love cleansing and decluttering and just getting ready for some new energy. So I'm all about it. But that means that there's some things you got to do to make sure you're ready for January 1. And even if you're listening to this and we're in January, February, even beyond, you can always reset. So don't think that this podcast episode is going to be a waste. You could always reset no matter the time of year. So stay with me here. Today, I'll be sharing what my plans are for the business in 2024. And I really hope that you'll gain some insights into what we look at when deciphering how we're going to tackle an upcoming year. There are a lot of internal and external factors that may influence your plan of attack. So we're going to review those on today's episode as well. Plus, for 2024 specifically, it's going to be a unique year to say the least. And I'll get into that. Okay, so before we dive into my mindset for 2024, let's review 2023. I'm proud to say that 2023 was a record year for us. I've been in business 14 years. It will be our biggest year yet. And I'm really proud of that because I've been around for a long time. And 2020 was a huge year for us. And I feel like I've been chasing 2020 for good and bad ways. Like it's not always healthy to be chasing something from the past, right? But I used it in good ways as well, just to kind of give me that push I needed. But no more chasing 2020 because 2023 is going to pass that year in revenue and in profit. So we brought in the highest revenue we ever had with a 40 or maybe a 41% profit margin. The verdict's still out, but at least a 40% profit margin. I feel great about that. And it's all really exciting for me. And I couldn't be more proud of our team for performing at this level. Now, to be honest, I've had to keep my excitement about this growth in check when it comes to planning for 2024. Because while I could easily get carried away with trying to top this for the next year, 
it might not be the best move for me strategically. So we've been celebrating 2023. We're really proud of ourselves. But now it's time to say, okay, what do we want to do for 2024? So with that said, as we move into 2024, for us, now this isn't me giving you advice for your business because I want you to look at your business through your lens. But for us, because of the year we just had, growth is not a focus for the business in 2024. Now, I know you're probably super confused. I just said that. But truthfully, this is what my gut is telling me and I just have to go for it. Instead, what I'm aiming to do is stabilize the business, get us comfortable with maintaining this level of output. We had thousands more DCA members than we expected. So I wanna make sure that we do that again next year, but we're able to support them in an even bigger way because we had to scramble a little bit. We got it all in check, but we didn't expect that many Digital Course Academy students in 2023. So I wanna make sure I'm ready for that in 2024. I'm going to grow. I always have to grow a little. That's just who I am inherently. Like I got to grow and I got to move forward, but it's not going to be a huge focus. Now, because I want to stabilize with a little bit of growth, that's essentially what it is. I'm also going to have the time to go through the internal areas of the business and see what might need improved or where we have some gaps. For example, our team and each department, our offerings, our training opportunities, all of that. There is a plus when you're not going for massive growth in the company because you have time to look at all the systems and processes and the people just to make sure that we have this in check. Because you can bet if I can hit the goals I set for 2024, I will absolutely look for growth in 2025. We'll be ready for that, but we'll see how 2024 goes. So to put it back on you, what do you want 2024 to look like? Is it going to be a year of growth? How much growth? Like get specific. Is it going to be a year like me where I'm going to stabilize? Well, what needs to happen for you to do so? Or is it something else? But declaring it, even just internally, that absolutely allows you to be more intentional with all the goals you set and everything you plan. Now, there are other things that we as entrepreneurs need to keep in mind when forecasting what the next year might look like for business, and those are the external factors, things that we actually cannot control, things like the economic climate, political landscape, government regulations, what might be changing with the IRS or the purchasing behavior of the consumer next year. Like there are a lot of things to keep into consideration. And it's no secret that next year, 2024, is an election year, which is also a big reason why I'm not going to be so focused on growth in 2024. Tensions are going to be high. Now, I am well aware that 2020 was our biggest year and that was an election year. However, we were also in COVID. And I believe COVID had a lot to do with many course creators having a booming year. Like I've heard it from so many of my students. So COVID, meaning people were home, paying more attention to what was online, that was a silver lining in that situation. So with an election year, tensions are going to be high, and it feels right to take a conservative approach to business by dialing in our team, dialing in the processes and the trainings that we do internally and externally so that we can continue to perform at the level we did in 2023. 
And because 2023 was such a huge year for us, I would be over the moon if we were able to repeat that. That's how good it was. And so that's why I'm like, okay, let's slow down. Let's make sure we know why we hit these numbers, what is needed to do it again. I really like to prove to myself that I can repeat different successful opportunities that I've had in my business. That makes me feel more secure. So let me pull back the curtain and share a few specifics for my business in 2024 in hopes that it will prompt you to think through some of the same areas. So first up, this is what we're going to focus on improving in the business in 2024. I'm definitely going to live by my motto that less is more. What I mean by this is I want less products, less courses, less campaigns, but the ones that I do, I want to do them very well. So I'm not looking to add a bunch of things in 2024, although I am itching for maybe a new course, but I think that's going to be 2025. But I want to make sure that I scale down to scale up, if that makes sense, but less is more. And then for some of the changes we're making for this upcoming year, first up, we've been looking at our affiliate marketing efforts. And I might cut back on a few of the big affiliate promos I've done in the past. And that is because I would like to leave room to promote some of my programs more than I've done in the past. So we're looking at List Builder Society specifically. And our goal is to 2x to 4x that revenue. List Builder Society is a $500 program. It's on Evergreen. We actually hired somebody this year. His name is Chachi to be a full-time project manager for List Builder Society. So his only job on my team is to work on the Evergreen funnel for List Builder Society, but he has really big goals. And so with that, we need to give him some space to promote. And sometimes we'll take it off Evergreen and do live promos. So I have to be really careful about how many affiliate marketing efforts I do because there's only so much room on a calendar, right? I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business. 
no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So we're looking at still doing affiliate marketing efforts, promoting other people's programs, but also looking at where it might not work in the business anymore. So that might look a little bit different. The second big focus for this year is to continue to stabilize my marketing department. This has been one area where we have struggled, to be quite honest. It's the biggest department in my business. And here's the thing. I say we've struggled, but I think I have the most amazing marketing department. Like if you watch Digital Course Academy launch in 2023, I can't believe, and I'm not taking any credit for this, I can't believe how many text messages I got from friends, family, peers saying, oh my gosh, your marketing looks impeccable this year. That's all my marketing department. So when I say this is an area we've struggled in, what I mean is that right people, right seats to build a really big department, it's tough. I lost Chloe, my right hand, where she ran our entire marketing department. I lost her at the end of 2021. She went on to get married and have a baby and she's doing her own thing. And we ended on beautiful terms, but that was rough for me. And it shook up our marketing department. We have made some hires that didn't work out. We restructured. We're actually going to restructure yet again in the new year. And so we're just trying to figure out the right mix of the right people, the right strategies, the right amount of projects. So that's been a little bit tough for us. And so we want to just make sure we dial in that department. Out of all my departments, that's the one that's going to need the most attention in 2024. Okay, I want to shift gears just a bit and talk about some lessons that I've learned this year. First and foremost, the biggest lesson I've learned is to invest in yourself and always get the support you need no matter what shape or form that may come in. This year, hiring a consultant was one of the best things that we have ever done. I always tell my students to invest in themselves by purchasing our programs so that we can help further their business. And you know what? I like to walk the talk and make sure that I am practicing what I preach. So specifically, we hired a team called Growth Tools and Brian Harris is the owner of that company. I've known him for a while, but I've really gotten to know him this year. 
And he has helped with multiple things in the business, but I talked about him in episode 614. If you haven't heard it yet, I did an episode called Why I Decided to Cancel My Coaching Program Days Before It Launched. And Brian was a huge reason why I canceled that coaching program. And I haven't said this yet, but I truly believe that the success of Digital Course Academy in 2023 was partly due to the fact that we had canceled that coaching program, which gave us room, remember less is more, to do incredible things with our launch. So it was a great decision, but hiring growth tools and working with Brian and his team has been incredible. And specifically, if you're like, but how, Amy? Like, what have you done with him? Well, I actually hired him to look at the health of our email list because, yes, I teach list building and list growth, but I teach it to people that are just getting started. And when you have a list of over 400,000 leads, it's important that these leads are engaged and they keep opening up your emails and they're clicking. And and I just noticed that the health of our list had been declining over the years because we have focused on other things like live launching. And so I said, Brian, can you come in and, and look at our list and see what we're doing and offer new strategies and solutions? Well, he came in and did like a holistic overview of our entire business. He met with everyone in the company or almost everyone. And he figured out what was working, what wasn't working. He interviewed me. He interviewed Jaws, my CEO, and came back with a lot of green flags, like what's working well and red flags, what's not working so well. And so not only has he helped us with the growth of our email list and the health of it, things that I can then get to teach inside List Builder Society. So when I update that program, you all will benefit if you already have the program, you have lifetime access. And then in addition to that, he's helped us a lot at looking at how to two to three to four times X List Builder Society, which is basically a feeder program into Digital Course Academy. Once you have an email list, you're ready to launch your digital course. A lot of people get into Digital Course Academy and need help with list building. And I do that. We have special list building bonuses, but I also think that it's easier for them if they grow their list through List Builder Society and then get into Digital Course Academy. So he's helping us kind of with that as well to figure out how to boost the sales with List Builder Society evergreen so that it will help people in Digital Course Academy. So I'm really excited about that. And you might be thinking, but Amy, I can't afford a consultant like that. And that is totally fine. If I was just getting started in my business, I couldn't either. But you know that there are so many free resources out there from books to podcast episodes to different communities you can get into. And you do what you can until you can afford the next level. And just remember, that's exactly what I did to get to where I am today. So my friend, if you can't afford a consultant or a coach right now, There's so many resources. You just have to take advantage of those and make it a practice to really learn from those that you admire and take in as much free content that they will put out there. Another lesson I learned is that it's okay to just surrender and let go of some of the control that you think that you need. So I hired a CEO this year. I did an entire podcast about it. It was episode 590. So it's amyporterfield.com forward slash 590. And I noticed that I've been struggling a bit with that. Now that sounds weird, right? 
Like I've got the CEO, why would I be struggling? Well, she stepped in to take over a lot of aspects of the business, which is amazing, but it's been a big adjustment, I think for both of us, because I this year haven't been so involved in the business. Like I usually know everything about my business down to who just bought a new house or who's dating who, like even the fun personal stuff. I knew that about my employees, but now I'm not in as many meetings. I am not having the conversations one-on-one with people that I normally would because now Jaws is. And so I found myself kind of feeling a little bit weird about that. It's a transition. So I just have to find my way. But the lesson learned is that I do have control of my business, obviously, but it's going to look different now. And I want to grow. I want to scale. And to do that, I know I need a CEO. So we've put a lot of work into what it looks like for us to work together. And I do a lot of work on what it looks like to be a good founder and a great leader, but I had to start looking at, but how can I be a great leader to Jaws? Because it's one thing to be a great leader on my team as a founder, but Jaws, my CEO, she needs specific support from me. And I am essentially a mentor to her right now. And I need to do a good job of doing so. So it's no longer about me. And I think hiring a CEO hit my ego a little bit, if I'm being really honest. Like she's making decisions that normally I make. And that feels really weird to me. I have an executive coach, Michael Hyatt. I've talked about this before. And he's given me many pep talks about how to handle this transition. He's like, you're going to get through it. And I am totally happy I've done it. But that doesn't mean it's easy, right? Like just because we made a decision and we're happy with our decision doesn't mean that it's all smooth sailing. So my learning this year is that I don't have to control everything. And if I were to step back a little bit and let other people lead, it could lead to amazing things. So I've stepped back and I'm not controlling everything in marketing. I stepped back and Jaws is managing my leadership team and we're going to have our biggest year yet. So there you go. What does that say? I could say it means that they don't need me, which I know is not true. Or I could say, I'm really proud of myself for being the kind of leader that's not trying to control everything and letting people that know more than me and can do amazing things, let them lead. So my ego has taken a hit this year and I've worked through it and I'm learning to be a different kind of leader. And I know that many of you are not in a place yet to hire a CEO and step back a little, but I think it's really cool to watch other people's businesses that might be a little bit ahead of you and think, okay, this is good to know. When I get to that point, I might have some of these challenges. I can always come back and listen to some of Amy's podcasts to see how she got through it. And also there's huge benefits of letting go in different ways. And I'll continue to talk about that on the podcast. Like when I find my way, when I know I'm in my zone of genius, when I'm spending my time in a way that totally benefits the business, because I'm still trying to figure that out, I'll share it on the podcast. Because one day, my friend, you'll be in the same place I'm in and you will want some advice because I've wanted a lot of advice. So there you go. So as you've listened through this episode, I hope you've noticed that there is really a great framework for you to dream up how your next business year is going to look. So to recap, start by reviewing the year you had in 2023. What were your big wins? What felt hard? 
Where do you need to improve? And then I want you to think about what you want to focus on in 2024. So I said, I want to stabilize and grow. Notice I didn't say I want to grow. So that's not my first intention or focus. First stabilize and a little bit of growth. I'd be really, really happy. But then also I want you to think about those external factors. Be aware of them. Know that you can't control them. But also you can't just say, because it's an election year, I'm going to not try to grow my business. That's not what I'm saying, especially when we know 2020 was an election year and many of us had a great year. I'm just saying, be aware of what's coming down the pipeline and we might have to make more pivots than we anticipated. That's why you don't wanna pack your promo calendar too tight. You don't wanna layer in too many promotions, too many business trips, too many distractions so that if something doesn't go as planned, I should say when, right? Nothing's gonna be perfect next year. We have a little wiggle room to make some pivots. So be careful that you're not piling it all on and then making a pivot almost feels impossible. And then from there, look at some internal factors such as your team, your offerings, your marketing strategy. Is there anything there that you'd like to work on, focus on, change? We gotta document this stuff and we've gotta be aware of it. Also, I hope you were able to find some learnings and realizations for yourself in 2023. I gave you some of the things that I've learned along the way, but how about you? Like, what did you learn about yourself this year? What did you learn about business this year? What did you learn about your offerings this year? We got to take a moment and just really understand what did we learn this year? What are we going to repeat and what are we not going to repeat? So that's how I look at the new year. Some of the things that I've been thinking about and I just wanted to share them with you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. And if you'd be so kind, please share this episode with your entrepreneurial friends. I want to make sure that I can help as many entrepreneurs as possible. And as we're nearing the end of the year, happy new year, my friend. May 2024 be your best year yet. My friend, did you know that HubSpot launched an AI chatbot that helps you streamline building campaigns at scale with just a few prompts? Hallelujah. I'm not even kidding. It's called Campaign Assistant, and it's a totally free to use AI tool made for marketers and business leaders who spend hours a day on content creation. That's us, right? My team has definitely been using this feature, and I hope you're going to check it out as well. Campaign Assistant will transform the way you build marketing campaigns at scale. Craft personalized emails, ads, and landing pages in a matter of minutes. Just pick the content type add your key selling points, and let AI support you in generating ideas for content. Now, you know that I deeply believe that AI is our assistant and not the creator, right? And using this is a great way to get those creative juices flowing so that you can create your most effective campaigns without starting from scratch. Seriously, Campaign Assistant is the key to unlocking writer's block so you can scale faster. And this tool is free to use right now. So work smarter, not harder at hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant.